culture collides with hip hop. Tell them it one more time. Some hip hop shit. The strength of a Jedi in the code that we live. Hello, welcome to On Some Hip Hop Shit. It is DJ Smiles Davis. Yeah, tell the people who tell the people who happened in the meltdown today. I'm Smiles Davis. Yes, I am a DJ, music producer, and curator. I like to connect a lot of dots and do creative things. Thank you for being here. We're in for a huge treat. This is episode 18. Episode 18, <laughs> Smiles. Um, you are our first woman guest. No way. Yes. <laughs> wow. It was that's like exciting. it was a moratorium on more episodes <laughs> until we got some, uh, we started to go back to balance. So I'm so glad that you're here because I realized we started off this podcast and th- this is the intersection of nerd culture, right? And sure. hip hop culture. Sure. And when I say nerd culture, I'm talking about animation, comic books, mm-hmm. you know, the nerdy arts. Yeah. Um, and But some episodes we talk like strictly, you know, about manga or comic books and some episodes we talk you know, more or might be more focused on a guest who's prominent in hip hop or music like of any sort. Sure. You know, I've been able to bring my friends in from different genres and, you know, have a good excuse to kind of get together with people. Yeah. And 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 shoot the shit. And now I I feel like the show is starting to expand to like outside of my immediate circles. Then we noted. Then I noticed like it's it's all these dudes. Like <laughs> I'm married. I've been married 14 years. Like you know, I have plenty of female friends. You know what I mean. But not so much in terms of you know just the circle of animation and the geeky arts that I've been working in. And I'm like, wow, that's a there's there's something to really be gained from another perspective or for different perspectives. So I was like, we got to have some diversity <laughs> <laughs> on the black show at Meltdown. We got to have some diversity because it's a problem. Um, well, it's my pleasure. Yes. I'm glad I could be the inaugural female on the show. Thank you. And you're more <laughs> than that. Like you're someone who really brings like the heavy music chops mm-hmm. you know to everything that you're doing in the world of live music and DJing so i just tell the people like what's like what's what's, what's friday mm-hmm. like or you know thursday like for for smiles davis um i can tell you what my week is like yeah yeah i recently started producing music 
I shouldn't say recently. I've been producing music for about three or four years, and I'm just now finally starting to put music out. Nice. Um, I DJ pretty regularly. I travel quite a lot for work. And I also throw my own events. Um, I really enjoy bringing groups and pockets of people together that typically, you know, uh, wouldn't sit in a room unless they were listening to something creative or music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, my partner, Dan and Takako, and I, we enjoy, like, inviting musicians from L.A. to perform, like, strip back sets of what they typically do. So no back line, no drums, stuff like that. Mm. Um, as acoustic as humanly possible. Right. Maybe a pianist, maybe, like, a bass guitarist or something like that, and one or two mics. Nice. And we encourage people to sit on the floor, bring, bring their own beer, bring their own wine, and we've been doing that for a couple of years, and... Now uh-huh. it's like we're doing warehouse parties and, you know, we still try to keep the general like homey house party vibe. That's dope. And, um, I'm not and where do we find that? Because I'm like, yeah, well, we're definitely going to that. That's, <laughs> that sounds like a night out. Like I could take my wife out and like. You can definitely. <laughs> most of my events are kid friendly. You yeah. Your kids. You okay. Could, um, cool. We turn up to. Oh, well, you know, to be expected. Yeah, but we like to start our events at a decent hour. So usually our events will start at like 7 or 8. Okay. And sometimes they'll go to 4 in the morning. All right. You know, so it's like a mini festival vibe. There'll be vendors selling things on the side. And, you know, at a couple of our events, we had like fire twirlers. And the crazy thing about it is mm. that we've never had an online presence. Mm. So you can't Google us. Okay. You know, like of course you can Google me as Swiles Davis or Dan Takako, but we've never really had um, like a name for our brand. It's had so many different facelifts. Okay. But it's always been the two of us. Right. It's like pounding. So you just got to follow you on social media to like find out. It's super underground. If you Mm. know one of us or you know anyone in our extended family, you're getting Mm. text messages that like, it's popping over here. Um, nice. So I just did this event for Black Lives Matter. Oh. Uh, we did the exact same concept, but mm-hmm. you know we raised money to donate to the organization. And mm-hmm. um, Patrice Coolers, or Coolers, um, she, she's the founder of the LA chapter. Okay. Uh, she came and she spoke along with Dream Hampton. Nice. So um, it was a success. That sounds amazing. Los Angeles is a city where people can be very disconnected, mm-hmm. it seems. Yeah. And um, there's so much going on, but, you know, everyone can be in their own little bubble inside their car. Yeah. So. I know about it. I yeah. do. We always just try to connect as many dots as humanly possible. Yeah, you I, did say, you did intro yourself as dot connector. Yeah, I find that, like, sometimes a friend or a friend of a friend will text me and they'll say... Hey smiles, I need a, a you know a drummer for a show that I'm putting together, or or do you know a good venue where I could host my next show, or okay. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, and I'm really good at just hey yeah, you should reach out to Justin at Underground Museum, or you should reach out to Felicia or Monique at you know the Charleston House or whatever that is. You okay. Know? So, um, and then you have an event also like Wednesdays, right? I have an event downtown Wednesdays with Chuck English from the Cool Kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing that for a little over a year. Nice. Um, this is my friend Duckworth playing in the background. Oh, nice. His new song called Ugly just premiered on Vader. Shout out Duckworth. He's on tour with Anderson Pock. But 
Go ahead, yeah. Doc Worth. Go ahead, Doc Worth. <laughs> I love the song. It's super good. Um, extremely talented. He's connected to your your SoundCloud, so the yeah. algorithm did that. Yeah. Or did you do that? No, I didn't. I probably liked it. Okay. That's but, cool. Um, I think it might be distorting a bit. Are you getting the same yeah, a as I bit. am? Yeah. Um, that's Come the sound engineer side of me. Yeah. Kicking into high gear right there. <laughs> is, 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 is that us, Mace, or is that uh, SoundCloud? Yeah, I think that's oh. the volume on your... I mean, come on. I guess, yeah, you know... It's not actually that loud, yeah. but there's some... One, one of the chords connected to one of the interfaces is, is something's out of whack, but... Yeah, no, appreciate appreciate that. We got your back, Duckworth. We're not going to let the people <laughs> think that's you. Um, appreciate that. No, um, but that's, that's awesome. I think uh, there's so much... Yeah. There we go. Very funky. Yeah, it's good. Super left, super different. Mm-hmm. I don't hear too much stuff like that. Yeah. Like. I hear like organs that are reminding me of like the revolution. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. Yeah, for sure. Mm. So... Let's um let's talk about how you got into performing. You you were a dancer. I was a dancer at Alvin Ailey. Awesome. Um I actually most people don't know this about me, but I didn't start dancing until I was like thirteen. Mm-hmm. Which is very rare. Right. Um most people that become professional dancers at the age I did, which was nineteen, mm. um, start much younger. I just picked it up extremely quick i was determined to get into alvin ailey i set that goal for myself and so little girl growing up in i grew up in michigan michigan grand rapids michigan and um my parents moved around quite a bit because my father was in the military got it so i spent a lot of my youth in mesa arizona and i saw alvin ailey perform in one of the first dance classes that i was enrolled in in like junior high school wow and i was like Oh, wow. There are black people on stage moving so beautifully. Mm-hmm. And it was so inspiring for me to see that at that age. Because I think what I had seen a lot before that was like pink belly slippers, right. pink belly tights, yeah. things that were made for girls that were not of color. Sure. And that did something to me psychologically. Mm -hmm. So being able to see Alvin Ailey at such a young age really influenced me to like keep going. And ah, there's a space for me, you know. That's awesome. And this is pre Misty Copeland. Pre Misty Copeland. Any visuals that exist now? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Like I have two daughters, and my youngest, she convinced my wife and I to like get her dance lessons Mm -hmm. and it was interesting because i was always like oh you guys are gonna do um you know fighting krav maga like self-defense you know i play basketball i play tennis you hear about like girls who play sports and Mm -hmm. who are active yeah you know have so many like 
statistical outcomes of being confident in their lives and relationships and things of that nature. Yeah. And um, and then I realized like they they liked it, they enjoyed those things. Um, but at the same time, like my youngest especially, she kept saying like I want to I want to I want to dance, I want to do gymnastics, <laughs> like I, she wanted that and I, like kind of click for me like wow, that's interesting like it's almost like an expression of femininity the same way like football is expression of masculinity or basketball might be expression for, of masculinity for me, you yeah. know, as a kid growing up, not yeah. necessarily for everybody, you know, there's femininity and you know, there's both sides and everything, but yeah, I was like, okay, I, you know, once she started getting into it, I was like, I get it. Like mm -hmm. it's just light bulb. It's the um, expression. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, so fathers out there, don't don't be scared that, you know, your daughter's going to end up, you know, on the pole because, <laughs> you know, you take her to dance class. But I've heard that so many times. It's fascinating that I hear that as much as I do. I think it's important to have any sort of balance in your life. If you're <laughs> if that's the concern that parents have, it's like. I, and I, I used to say this a lot when I was dancing. I think everybody should take dance lessons when mm. they're young. Right. It teaches you something about your equilibrium mm -hmm. that no other sport will teach you. Mm. Um, because it, it, when you're turning as quickly as you have to, you have to remember to stay focused on one item or another. Okay. And that sort of balance. Yeah. And um, uh, just the... The level of attention you have to pay mm. in order to avoid falling mm -hmm. is super helpful. Right. You know, um, when you're just walking, yeah. that kind of knowledge is, is really And it good. just seems to be the one of those universal things. Like, I remember when hip-hop was first breaking, like, everyone thought of the dance craze you know they thought of rap mm -hmm. uh, at that at that time called rap music you know that it was a dance craze it was about yeah it just being you know about the dancing everyone could kind of relate to that okay i, I just want to point out that what you're hearing in the background mm -hmm. is a mixtape that i did last summer nice and i point that out only because there's copyright Okay, gotcha, you, you, gotcha. You'll, you're you're walking into copyright infringement all right, territory. All right. Yeah, <laughs> that's no, not all my. That. That's not all my. That's not all my. Thirty music. seconds. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right, Thirty seconds. It's good if you want to listen to it. Yeah, you, yeah. you should. Esta encendido. Uh, okay. My and was yeah, sure. basically, you guys just go follow Smiles DJ Smiles Davis on mm -hmm. SoundCloud <laughs> yeah. um, for all the. Treats. All the treats. Audio treats. I'm doing a podcast now as well. Oh, yes. Um, it's called Club 2723. Nice. Which is technically the name of my production company. Okay. Although it sort of morphs um, into various different forms depending on what the event is. Mm -hmm. um, for the Black Lives Matter event, we changed it to Plug 2723 okay. because the events that we had been doing that I, that I told you about earlier where everyone we encourage everyone to bring their own beer and sit on the floor is called the plug mm -hmm. and we didn't want to we thought club 2723 for a for right. um a philanthropic right. uh, event was a little too kitschy so we mm -hmm. changed it okay um so yeah nice 
So yeah, and you have some really cool people on the podcast. I mean, what what sparked that off for you? Doing the podcast? Yeah. Um, I had been thinking about doing a podcast for at least a year, and I was determined to approach it in like the most organic best sound quality like mm-hmm. most proper setting humanly possible and cool. it made me kind of drag my feet a bit and right. finally i was like whatever i'm just gonna do it in my living room in my house like invite my friends over here and um we'll have these candid conversations that i enjoy having when there's even when there's not even a mic in front of me mm-hmm. um i get a kick out of talking about you know culture history music etc yeah. etc so um i've had dj newmark on the show nice um i've had evan the cool from the co-founder of brownies and lemonade uh this guy new dimension who produced all of theophilus london's stuff mm. for most of it anyway okay. nice. um and yeah my friend eddie bermuda he's a dj producer he does the lash downtown with me with with Chuck English, so awesome. Plenty so, more guests to come. Absolutely. So, and that you publish that on SoundCloud as well. Yeah, that is on SoundCloud. Although at some point, I'll probably step level up a little bit and try yeah. to get some sponsors and get it sure. on iTunes. I just kind of wanted to get it started and get it going. That's us as well. We're just like, let's not let's not wait. Yeah, you know, just let's, do it. Yeah, let's just let's do it. Let's find a way to um, get this content out there. What's great is like. For me, I work in television, mm-hmm. but this is like an outlet. Mm-hmm. So, um, it doesn't know, feel like work. Yeah, yeah, I'm which not. I love about it. And and like a lot of projects that I work on, even outside of like my day job, are collaborations. You yeah, know? yeah. And like it's great. You know, I enjoy collaborating. Like. Ooh, sorry. That's always been my nature, but with the podcast, like I have something that's just mine, you know. Of mm-hmm. course, you know we're with the Melt Meltdown Network. We're here, seventy five twenty two Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. Go check our other podcasts. <laughs> we got some of the best. Like we have a Batman podcast called The History of the Batman. What? That's amazing. Mason also engineers and produces that. It's a whole podcast about the history of Batman. Yeah, the history and like what's going on in the Batman world contemporary. Fascinating. Um, hosted by London, who's rad. Uh, Mason has a podcast that he co-hosts called Anime Attic. It's all about all things anime, um, going back into history up through contemporary stuff. Oh, he's <laughs> he's Usain Bolting over there. <laughs> um, I'm gonna leave out so many podcasts, but there's two packs a day, which is all about two packs a week. Wow. Yeah, two packs a day would be a lot. Uh, two packs a week, which talks about card games. Nice. Um, which is super geeky and yeah. perfect for meltdown. Yeah. So I love that. Like I've never heard of any shit like that. Yeah. Um, there what's the podcast where the guy just oh, uh pod sequentialism? He just like <laughs> can just talk yeah. for hours about art and he interviews, but like I could just listen to that dude talk about can- art. You're going to have to write it down for me. Okay, yes. Yeah, that sounds like an interesting one. And that's, the awesome thing is you can go to meltcomics.com, mm-hmm. click on 
uh, the podcast button and like they all line up right there. Oh, okay, cool. So, but that pod sequential is with Matt Kennedy. And um, so, and many more, you know, nice. there's Meltdown Moms, like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's really cool. And I, I don't necessarily even have like that much like interaction with all these other people other than like catching a little bit of their show, you know, or something like that. And like, it's cool. We're all part of the clique, though. We have a meeting tomorrow about to boss up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, um, I wanted, we were talking about dance. Mm-hmm. And I, what I was thinking about, that was so interesting because that your start was in dance because I feel like that's such a universal thing. You yeah. Know? Um, even when hip hop started, like the universality that people clicked onto first before like the poetry was the dance right you sure. know it was like break dancing and it was popping and locking and all what were you popping and locking i did a little bit of popping <laughs> have, and locking do you have a break dance crew i had a break dance crew okay um, they were called the foot clan and oh, they were regulars on soul train Oh, okay. You had you had a real crew. I had a real crew, and I was on Soul Train myself for a few seasons. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> I, I, the Foot Clan. I, I almost cannot find any footage of that. I'm okay. sure if I hit up like Daryl or um, any of the people that were affiliated with that crew. But they taped that in L.A. They taped it in L.A., yeah. So you came from Grand Rapids No, to... no, I was living in Arizona by that time. Okay, gotcha. We would drive. Uh-huh. Um, it, they usually filmed over the course of two days. Mm-hmm. And we would stay in a little motel across the street from Paramount. There's like a Winchell's donut shop on the corner of like Vine and Santa Monica, Melrose. Like, so that's what like people probably like think they recognize you all the time and they're trying to place it. Like, <laughs> where do I know you from? And like in your head, you're like Soul Train. Soul Train. But you're not saying like <laughs> it's Soul Train. You're just like, I don't know, maybe another lifetime. Well, you know, I a lot of people don't know that I was on Soul Train because it's not, I, I don't talk about it that much. Sure. And it's not on my bio. Okay, we just blew it. Yeah, but <laughs> but I was on Soul Train for a couple of years and mm-hmm. I met Don Cornelius. I was on the risers. I was one of the girls like mm-hmm. top, dan- usually dancing by myself or maybe, right. maybe with a partner. I feel like I recognize you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely watched every episode. Yeah, I, it was really fun. I, um, uh-huh. I got a real kick out of it um and watching someone like don cornelius work in his in his own like that is right um formative i'm sure Mm -hmm. yeah yeah his legacy is very strong so how how do you go from soul train to alvin ailey uh that alvin ailey was first okay i got it um and i was done with alvin ailey i did my independent study there Mm mm-hmm and then I went back to Arizona State. Okay. Um, and I was supposed to um, go on tour uh, with Missy Elliott. And my mom was like, yeah, I don't think so. Um, you need to finish school mm-hmm. or you need to wait until you're 21. Mm-hmm. I wasn't 21 yet. And Got like, it. Okay, well, that's not fun. <laughs> um, so um, I waited a little bit, but she did She did let me come to L.A. with mm-hmm. this group 
because it was only like two days at a time. Okay. And dance on Soul Train, so that was fun. Got it. Yeah. No. Yeah. So now you're DJing. Mm-hmm. You're making people dance. I'm making people dance. I know a little bit about how to make the crowd move because I was on the other side once. Mm-hmm. And um, I really enjoy playing records for women. Like I'm not soft. Sure, <laughs> I don't sure, even sure. Say sure. that, but I do understand that if there are women. Moving their bodies, mm-hmm. men will follow. Amen. It doesn't work the other way around necessarily because mm. a lot of women don't necessarily dance to future. Right. <laughs> right. I was noticing that on your, uh, I was listening to a couple of mixes. I was like, wow, this is like super chill. Like, you know, yeah. and you have all different genres and all different energies, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, I was like, understanding that there would be a whole different energy even when you like mixed in some of the new music you know it wasn't like too rah rah yeah yeah yeah. it wasn't wasn't the fist bump or like you know we didn't get into like the problematic you know song after problematic song i have i have um i i disregard music that doesn't move my soul even just a little bit right i can't play trap music for too long Mm -hmm. like i can dip in sure maybe 10 minutes max right but i've been out before where the dj trapped me to death and i was Mm -hmm. just like i'm going home right (laughs) (laughs) gonna go home and i'm gonna go to sleep i don't need to hear another roll snare roll (laughs) right yeah right i I got it i got it okay yeah um but I, I enjoy turning up. I enjoy mm-hmm. being a little ratchet. I enjoy Young sure. Thug. And, yeah. you know, sometimes it's fun to... Is iron, irony because I, I know Jay-Z said Death of the Auto-Tune, like... Yeah. What was that, like eight years ago? Yeah, but you know what I really miss? Mm. I really miss t- T-Pain. T-Pain, come back. I really miss T-Pain. Come on back. Because... It's... It's not like these other guys are freaking it better. No, his his lyrics mm-hmm. were so good. Right. Yeah. He was a hit making machine. He had something special, but I like T Pain like had that app. <laughs> like I think he just like he cashed out the game. <laughs> like he's probably got his feet up somewhere. Is it a like auto tune? Yeah, app? it's an auto tune app, and it came out like. <laughs> At the beginning of like when everybody got the iPhone 4S or ah, something like that, you and know, he had fifty percent of it, and it just like took off. Yeah, I can killed. only imagine. Yeah, there's um an, a T Pain voice option on Waze. Okay, have you ever used it? No, I haven't. It's like turn left, then turn right. <laughs> <laughs> Does it make you happy? Yeah. It's so does distracting. It, does it make DJ smile? Smile. <laughs> I for the first couple of days I was really into it, and mm-hmm. then by like day eight or nine, I was like, "Why am I still listening to T Pain on my ways?" Yeah, <laughs> I, had to I know. It off. I was like, "Yeah, I can't afford to get distracted." <laughs> and then they don't say the name of the streets when they have the special voice or something. Isn't it? Um, I don't. I don't remember all yeah, that. It's something it's just, like that. It's so obnoxious. Yeah. And I, you know, I listen to music when I drive. That's where I get a lot of my sure, work sure, done. Sure, sure, sure. So I, I, I do Spotify and SoundCloud. Toggle back between the two, and mm-hmm. when I'm trying to like really dissect new music, 
and T-Pain is screaming over the top of it, turn yeah. left or turn right. Right. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> enough is enough. Exactly. Executive decision. Yeah. Um, but anyway, shout out to you, T-Pain. Um, but with music, it just seems like, you know, yeah, you have this style that um, feels personal mm-hmm. when you're playing other people's music. Yeah. Talk about that. Um. If I can't dance to it personally, mm-hmm. I won't play it. Okay. Um, I'm sure that there are things I can dance to that a lot of other people cannot mm. from being a professional dancer. And I say that, when I say that, I mean that like, sir, <laughs> you'll notice this. Sometimes you'll you'll play a rhythm or you'll play a song and everyone's like, how do I move my, how do, how do my limbs go to the, the mm-hmm. beat and they just right. they don't understand it especially mm. if it's below a certain bpm got it um i'm always fascinated when people do dance to the like really hardcore gangster hip-hop or mm-hmm. rap music and i'm just like this is what got you turned you know mm-hmm. and it's usually not actually dancing it's usually just like jumping up and down right <laughs> <laughs> yes You're like, mm, okay right. i see mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, working with Chuck English downtown at the Lash, there's so many DJs that come in and out of that party. Right. Sometimes there's like seven or eight of us on one night mm-hmm. and watching the roller coaster happen before my eyes where there's just like everyone's playing everything all across the board. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, this is what the kids are listening to. Right. This is what gets them like yeah. in a circle, like mobbing super hard. Um, like a laboratory almost sounds like. Yeah. 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 For sure. Like you have all these different DJs. They're kind of like putting things in a petri dish, and yeah, we're know, all learning from each other, which yeah. is beautiful. I, I think I've picked up hundreds of records from being affiliated with that party. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. I need to put this in my set. Oh, yeah. that. I love McConan. I don't actually like. I love McConan, but mm-hmm. that song by him is good. Right, right. Um, so stuff like that is it's really good to be a part of that. And you know, I I have to um, I have to make sure that I keep my integrity to some extent. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that that must be a a balancing act because you you're also in this business. I mean, you have clients. Yeah. You want to please the clients. Yeah. When it is a client. Mm-hmm. Versus a club. Yeah. How 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 does that go? I mean, and, and and what are what are who are some of your clients like at this point? And you're a veteran DJ at this point. I so, am. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of corporate events. I have a lot of clients in that space. I work a lot with Puma, um, Converse. Those nice. are competing brands, but hey. they both hire me. Nice. Um, Shout I, out to you. Yeah. I work a lot in the private sector as well. Uh, so just people with a lot of money. Got it. Um, I've DJed at Martha Stewart's house. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> um, stuff like that. And Was was Puffy there? Was Puffy at Martha? Are they, are they homies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was a whole like puffy Martha Stewart thing, like when Martha was like going to jail. Oh wow! Um, of like, course, like that makes pu- sense. Puffy, <laughs> <laughs> Puff, 
Buffy reached out and like they became friends and she talks about it. Yeah. So she talks about it. like I think they had they had some kind of oh and then they had a Macy's commercial where like they they like cross paths too. Wow. Yeah. That's I'm up on I'm up on Martha Stewart. Like that's yeah. some cataclysmic pop culture yeah. happening for you right there for sure. But she seems like a like really cool like I- I didn't actually get a chance to talk with her. Uh-huh. She was there. Right. Um, she seemed like she's really chill. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, she also seems like she's high strung. Yeah. I mean, she it, has... was at, it was at her house. Yeah. So you have to understand that like, right. you know, it probably easily like a $100,000 event. Mm-hmm. So wow. you've got... Well, probably not for her. I sure, think. sure, A sure. lot of that stuff is probably free. Yeah. But, I mean, you got all this decor, all these fla- floral arrangements, you know, the, the planner, the, the photographer, and yeah. everyone's being flown in. And um, I'm assuming um, she wants to maintain some level of order mm-hmm. because it's her house. Right. But then she also wants to enjoy herself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it's like operating a business of that magnitude yet. Right. So I don't know the, the level of stress that comes with it, but I'm sure she tries her best to just be as... That was the thing, even <laughs> just seeing her from afar, like through media, like it seemed like the connection that her and Puffy had was like really genuine. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it <laughs> didn't it. seem like, oh, this is, all the kids like him. Like, no, she's, <laughs> she's like, you're my dude. You're like, my dude, yeah. You get me. <laughs> I was like, Fucking Martha. Fucking Martha is a G. This is no joke. They even put her in jail like they persecuted her. I'm I'm getting I'm getting the wave. But um they don't want me to talk about Martha Stewart anymore on on some hip hop shit. (laughs) But she went to jail like she probably understood a little bit of the black experience. Like she was persecuted Mm -hmm. like as a as an example, almost, yeah. you know, to other people, like, don't do this insider trading. Meanwhile, you know, Goldman Sachs and <laughs> yeah. all the titans of industry, you know, didn't get punished for, you know, financial collapse. Yeah. So, and she went to jail. So it's just, that's just something that. Well, Martha Stewart is Martha Stewart. Yeah. I don't think, the, the, I don't think she has the foot soldiers that Goldman Stacks has behind them right. to represent them and make sure that they don't get persecuted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sure it gave her a whole lot of street cred. Yeah. They I were mean, like, oh, she down. Right. <laughs> Only because the way she carried it. Like, she didn't cry. Like, she just came out cool with Puffy. Like, you know, she was like, I got you. While we're talking about fine living. Yeah take a break in the action to talk about Loot Crate. Uh, Loot Crate is one of our sponsors here on On Some Hip Hop Shit. Okay. And do you know about Loot Crate? I don't know about them. Loot Crate is about to make your life a whole lot funner. Okay. Because it's like a mystery box that comes to your house. What is it? Like less than $20 every month. And the mystery box of geeky stuff comes to your house. It's like five or six items for $20. Okay. And you open it up and you might have something from Deadpool. You might have something from Suicide Squad. You might have a t-shirt from Star Trek Beyond. And it's genius. It 
way less price than anything you're going to pay retail. And um, they're a sponsor of the show. So if you guys are into Loot Crate or if you have kids or you have a lot of kids in your family, this is this is a pro tip. Shout out Loot Crate. <laughs> this is a cheat code. This is a cheat code for all you, all you people with kids in your family. Get the Loot Crate. Yeah. Then, I mean, how much do you end up on spending little gifts for parties? Like little $30, $50 adds sure. up after, after. But if you have Loot Crate, you got five gifts on deck for that month mm-hmm. if you're not going to take it for yourself. Yeah. So that's a cheat code. Um, for that, we're going to put the link in the description. Um, but just go to O-S-H-H-S um, on Loot Crate. Uh, our code is O. SHHS3. So you can put that in, but the link will be under the description. Isn't that right, Mace? Sure. Okay. Mace keeps us rolling. So that's what's up. But Loot Crate is, um, I mean, they're just, now they have like Star Wars crates. So yeah. yeah. I mean, what can you get a Star Wars for under $20? Good luck. <laughs> like a keychain, maybe, you know? Like, <laughs> So this kind of democratizing swag, um, you got this little C-3PO figure that you could get with the Star Star Wars crate. Of course, <laughs> like Mason points out, you don't pick it, it's a surprise. So I like that. I kind of like, yeah, a little mystery. But it's always cool. Yeah, it's always cool. And Meltdown is a place that's always about mystery. Now, you, you Smiles, you spend a lot of time here. I do. And so, like, what what are your, some of your impressions of Meltdown? Uh, and how did you find it? That's a good question. Yeah. I've been to quite a few shows at Meltdown since I moved to L.A. Okay. Um, I've seen Rob Delaney here. Mm. Um, I came, I believe it was a movie screening, but I couldn't tell you what movie... The, what movie they were screening. Okay. Um, and sometimes I just stumble in here <laughs> when I'm like going to Guitar Center or something nearby because it's it's so inspiring to come in here. Well, I'll tell you right now, there is um, a Mothership Returns um, a Mothership. Parliament Funkadelic art show, art exhibit in the back. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, if you get a chance to check out. An art exhibit. That's what I yes. came here for. Yes. An art exhibit. They have some You're great right. art exhibits. Yeah. yeah. Some awesome artists. Um, Jim Food is in that show. Um, I like the community that they've built here. Yeah. Me it's too. Good. Ritzy Periwinkle. I love Ritzy. Yeah. She has Aww. a dope. Uh, hopefully she's coming on the pod soon. She has a, an exhibit back there? Yeah. Oh, she nice. has, she's got a piece. Um, I love her. I had the opportunity to travel to Orlando a few years ago with her. Nice. And um, uh, quite a few other people on that trip. Um, Gustavo. um, Yeah, Gustavo is the curator of the the show. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, Floyd Ortiz, what's his name? Um, Mm. Blanking on his name, but anyways, he worked with Parliament Funkadelic. Okay, nice. I can't remember his name, but we all went to Orlando, and I guess I can talk about this now. I couldn't talk about it then. I was under NDA, but um, Disney flew us out there. 
Nicole. Um, to do shout some, out to the mouse. Shout out to the mouse. I can't. I can't say more than that. But okay. I will say Disney flew us out there. Oh, okay. To do some. Uh, Parliament Funkadelic mouse. No, 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 no. They wanted to. They wanted to be inspired by our art, so they had us go and just do what we do for. That's awesome. Um, some good folks, and yeah. that was interesting. Yeah, I remember reading my Disney NDA too. It was like, forever in all forms, will you never say? Oh really? <laughs> no, I oh. mean, <laughs> like, you're delete you're, that. You're fine. <laughs> like you're fine. You spoke spoke in generalities, but I was like, at a certain point, you just start. You know, yeah. I'm like okay, it's been ten years. It's, it's been, been five years. Yeah, yeah exactly. Really, yeah, I think we're happen? I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, I actually think I know. The creative director of Disney, mm-hmm. Bobby Solomon, I think is his name. Okay. He used to do a blog called The Fox is Black, and he mm. might actually still do it. Oh, wait. Wow. I think uh, I might know someone in common. You know, it's crazy. I met him on, uh, mm, I met him on Twitter. Okay. And he was talking about um, this talk that he was going to be doing and that tickets were still available for RSVP. I think it was a free event. I'm going to say it was like creative talk or something. I can't remember mm-hmm. the name of the talk, but it's a talk. It's travels and they hire like creatives and entrepreneurs to come and speak. Nice. Not necessarily a panel, but they give like a presentation. Okay. And I was like, oh, I should go check this out. And I went and um, before I showed up, I said, oh, I'm looking forward to this. I got on the RSVP list some kind of way. And he he hit me back on Twitter and was like, check out DJ Smiles Davis's mix. I think I had a mix at the time called Sauce. It was like breaks and mm. stuff like that. And cool. So he was very cool. And mm-hmm. I showed up and I was like, I love your blog. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing. And flash forward, five years later, he's creative director of Disney. So Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, um so yeah we have to um i don't know how we got there oh ritzy periwinkle yes ritzy and we're talking about art and and finding meltdown yeah so yeah i mean those are the type of people who you run into through the yeah extended circle of uh this place which you know has a soft spot in the hearts of so many who are connected to the nerdy arts. Yeah. So if we get an excuse to come in here, um, generally makes uh, makes you leave with a smile. So, And the Funkadelic uh, show is incredible. Mm. Um, so really, just people brought some fun stuff and just the idea. It's not just Funkadelic. It's just the idea of the mothership coming back. Mm. And what I love about um, Parliament and Funkadelic and going back to James Brown, is there a way to just find a groove Mm -hmm. and just like really just milk the groove, (laughs) you know, for a long time. I feel like that's something of a, I I don't know if it's a lost art, but you don't hear that much. I don't hear that much in in contemporary music. What are are some grooves that that are moving you? Uh, I love Thundercat. Okay. Um, Flying Lotus is amazing. I'm really into dance hall, reggae, tropical sounds. Um, Ricky Blaze, 
is doing some pretty interesting dance hall. He's got this track called Apart. Nice. Which I really love. I can't remember the female vocalist on that track, but her vocals are lovely. What else am I really inspired by? Uh, Francis and the Lights. He has uh, this song with Bon Iver and Kanye West. I don't actually know if Kanye West has done anything on mm-hmm. this production, mm-hmm. but he's in the music video. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's standing next to it. He's there. He's there. Mm-hmm. And the, Next to the cool. Yeah, he's next to the cool. And I really like this video. It's, okay. I think it's one take. Okay. The the lead singer, I think it's just him, actually, Francis and Alliance. I think it's yeah. just one guy. He doesn't take himself too seriously, which okay. I love. Um, and the lyrics to the friends are just kind of... You really got to Google the okay. lyrics. Because right. even when he sings in like a really high falsetto, and so you can't understand or make out the lyrics to the song when he's actually singing it. And then you look it up and you're like, what? That's what he's saying? That's what he's saying. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, now I have new music to look up. Yeah. Because um, uh, I heard like the the Khaled, um, the DJ Khaled um uh, Skrillex? No, 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 DJ Khaled's new. Yeah, new he's got he's got a new he's got a new record out. Rick Ross has a song out with um, Skrillex. Okay, it's You're called right. Purple Lamborghini. Okay, I don't know. Speak how, on it. I don't know how I feel about hip hop. I like I like experimental hip hop. Sure. I love Run the Jewels. Yes, me too. Killer Mike is dope. Mm-hmm. Dope as fuck. No. I saw him at I saw them at Coachella. Okay. And the line is so divided on Run the Jewels. Really? People either really fuck with them. And people are out on, on Or people are like, nah, fam. <laughs> <laughs> is that younger people? Because you're around a lot of younger people. I'm I'm around both. Yeah. You know? And I realized it didn't really matter. I was talking to several people that day and I was losing my mind mm-hmm. when they were on stage. Right, right. And I was like, yes, just like fist pumping yeah. in there with the twenty something, sure. you know, just like going in. And um, I I later was talking to um, Dota, I believe it's his name. Okay. He owns, um, I don't want to get all this wrong. I'm not even going to name drop. All right. Stop right there. But he said he loved them. Shout out to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And his, his, his partner, his, somebody who was with him was like, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And then they're probably in their hard 30s. Pass. Yeah, hard pass. Yeah. Hard, hard pass. <laughs> and he was just like, oh, you know, I wasn't doing his friend. I was like, no, nah, bro, I'm good. I'm mm. good. But I like experimental stuff. Sure. I just don't know how much I like this Wave. super hardcore electronic mm-hmm. uh, element introduced into hip hop the way the yeah. Skrillex across song is and it might grow on me or maybe Mm -hmm. sometimes i have to hear a song in the proper setting yeah before i fuck with it like that like if if i if i if i see it at a club right and people are losing their minds to it Mm -hmm. and the spirit invokes me right i might change my mind it's different (laughs) it is now i will say this dj khaled Mm -hmm. seems like he would be the most fun to hang out with for sure if he without a doubt if he 
if he was like smiles come kick it I would drop everything every time it. a new song comes on <laughs> a new DJ Khaled out uh, album mixtape whatever they're calling it it's like major key like it just <laughs> makes you smile you know what I mean it could be talking about some bullshit but it's major key <laughs> um do you follow do you do you have a snap do you I don't I don't my daughters do it's okay and like that's enough it's okay like I, I they don't you, want me on snapchat I need you to do yourself a favor okay. I need you to google yeah DJ Khaled snapchat like top snaps or something like that. Like okay. it's, it's like a like a video of all his top snaps. Mm-hmm. It's so, so funny. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Actually, they've shown me like little clips. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Uh, he really he's always by himself too, which I really love. Like he he really enjoys his own company. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not about the it's not about the posse. No, it's not about it's, the it's posse. It's not DJ Khaled in the click. No. Nope. Nope. Dolo. Keys to success. Major key. No, there's a Nas song on there. That's woo. Mm. I need to digest the album a little bit more, but yeah. um, I, I I know a lot of people are playing the, the one with Jay Z on it. Yeah. Uh, keys. I'm gonna give the whole album one more yeah, listen. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a second for things to settle. On yeah. Me. Um, Kendrick has like a verse on there that I don't understand. <laughs> like it's so good that like I will take me a week and like I listened hard. Yeah, you know, you're like, mm. I was like, wow. There's shit that he's doing with poetry and with language. And this brings me to something I definitely want to talk to you about. Uh, He does a thing with poetry and language and specificity that would make people say, okay, this is the best rapper alive. Yeah. And um, I hear that a lot. Yeah. Hear that a lot. And then there's always this conversation around who the top rappers on. And then sometimes that conversation comes in like, oh, why aren't there more female MCs, right? Like Crossover at, at that MCs, level. You mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who kind of reach mm-hmm. a large audience mm-hmm. um, and, you know, aren't necessarily. Um, you know, Nicki Minaj is a major pop star, right? Mm-hmm. And she has like a lot of credentials in terms of her lyrical or her her, her ability to rhyme, if not necessarily like her lyrical message, you know? Yeah. People kind of, you know, nobody out there is saying Nicki Minaj is whack or whatever, but it's like we can't recapture that like golden era that time when it was like El Boogie Mm -hmm. and she was just rhyming and her voice you know also had a message that we wanted to hear and it was fun and uplifting and I feel like people have been saying well why doesn't everyone do that I mean even Lauren Hill didn't do that why why aren't there more female voices like that well there's a few things happening there's a few things at play Lauren Hill has a higher IQ than about everybody on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to match um, her pen skills mm-hmm. because she is her intellectual capacities are insanely high. Right. So 
when she speaks and when she's rapping, mm-hmm. you connect with her because she's literally like a preacher. Nicki Minaj, for me personally, is extremely talented, but she she makes music to make money. Right. Which is drastically different. I think Lauren was always trying to deliver a message. Um, same with, you know, like the Amy Winehouses and stuff like that. I think there are female rappers that are making waves. They're not crossed. They haven't crossed yeah. over. Shout out to Rhapsody. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There, there, there are some amazing female MCs out there. Yeah, Kamaya. Um, okay. Uh, uh, I got to check up. Little Sims. Mm-hmm. There's a whole, a, a young indie female rap scene bubbling bubbling okay well Um, i look forward to it and you know i was thinking of this the expression that we were talking about in dance mm -hmm. you know versus like the feminine expression of dance versus the masculine expression you know in some uh, in some other sports right sure um which of course women can tap into yeah but i thought about it and i was like i shout out to um Trill League and um, Anthony, who is a young artist, comic uh, artist in animation, who has his own comic book series called Trill League, okay. which is kind of a play on the Justice League. It's a parody. Oh, cool. And, but he draws them as people that he knows from the hood. There's like... <laughs> There's like there's like a dude who's sort of like an homage to Prince. He has like purple guns. Um, there's one Disha who's kind of like a Wonder Woman, um, <laughs> a Wonder Woman homage. Like he has all these cool characters. Um, and anyway, so we were talking to him about music, and what's interesting is a lot of our friends they mostly um, young black men who were uh, like into music, but also amazing visual artists, right? Yeah. And so we know them from the art community, you mm-hmm. know, or for connect- connections to art and animation because I worked in that for 12 years. Yeah. And uh, so he was saying how his, in his mind, he was more focused on a career in music production mm-hmm. and he was kind of doing art on the side. Yeah. Now he's working for like major studios and you know, but he's, he still has an ear for anything that comes out musically. Yeah. And I said, what are you listening to? Like, um, and his thing was uh, auntie had just dropped. Right. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's all about that Rihanna. Uh-huh. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is on some hip hop shit, you know? Then I started listening to the album. Yeah. And I was like, in terms of sonically what's going on in that album, mm-hmm. you know, and popular music, it is one of the most interesting things to me as well, you mm-hmm. know, after I've taken it to the lab. And I was like, you know what? I mean, Rihanna is pretty much hip hop. Mm-hmm. Well, she embodies a certain level of realness yeah that the hip-hop community really absorbs and appreciates right and she's authentic yeah people don't like fraudulent fraudulent characters Mm. in the hip-hop industry Mm -hmm. um you know that's why that's why the source you know had its 
debacle. Yeah. When it had its debacle. Right. That's because it wasn't authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see it in the way she walks. You see it in the way she dresses. Yeah. The way she acts. Like, she gives no, no fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna, colon, zero fucks given. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And I love her. I love her for that. I, mm-hmm. I, I also, you know, I, I talk a lot about Beyonce and Rihanna, the the differences between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And for years, Beyonce hid behind like a, um, a certain level of privacy mm-hmm. coming into an era where no one wants that. They right. they want you all exposed. They want all access. Yeah. And I was like, if she doesn't catch on, mm-hmm. she this ship is going to sail. Right. She's a workhorse. Yeah. She's relevant because she worked her ass off. Exactly. Constantly. Right. And of course, she has a slew of amazing singles and um, amazing body of work. Mm-hmm. But Lemonade, I think, is about the realest project she's ever put out. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much validity, how many of the layers in there are accurate. <laughs> but right. she's giving me a dose of something that I can relate to. Right. Something you can grab on. There's the Teflon, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I don't know. I have a lot to say about Beyonce. and It took her forever to get there, though. Exactly. She wasn't always like that. No, and it's interesting. And now you're seeing kind of shades of that from Jay-Z. Yeah. As well, who was also kind of Teflon, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if he's going to come out with a response record. I hear from the streets that that's what's happening. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, there's something there. But I'm way more like Rihanna. Like, I really feel like her expression of music Mm -hmm. is like, oh, the poet that we've been waiting for. You know, I mean, I wanted to get into a little bit of what we call versology, Mm -hmm. a mini segment that we do here on our rambling, free-flowing mm-hmm. podcast. In Rihanna's song, Desperado, mm-hmm. um, is one that, like, grabbed me. I mean, a lot of them do yeah. on the anti-album. Yeah. But um, we're, we're jumping into some, like, nerdy shit here. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? And I think that's the cool thing um, about uh, having this format as you can. Um on the song Desperado is there's uh, there's like four ways to interpret the song. She's talking from a certain place of that again is super authentic mm-hmm. and very relatable. Like, let me play it first and then we talk about it. Just a little little snippet. Desperado. So what I love about it is it it evokes a mood, you know, that's not obviously latching on to like, oh, let me have that, you know, Metro Boomin sound or, you know what I mean? Like, this is storytelling. Yeah. And then... In the story, what I get out of it is, um, she says, 
I don't want to be alone. She said, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, she said, I'm not trying to go against you. I can be a lone wolf with you. You know, got to get up out of here. And you ain't leaving me behind. I would sing, but, you know, both of our ears would start bleeding. Um, And then she says, I won't know you because we share a common interest. You need me. There ain't no leaving me behind. And in my mind, I went to um, Barbados. Sure. And there's a few times where I thought, like, what did Rihanna do to get out of Barbados, you mm. know, and into our earbuds. Yeah, I. It's <laughs> a good question. And a lot of the people who I feel like are in my life, who I know, who are like really successful, like they did some things. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they necessarily like the old thing of oh, you got to step on somebody, you know, or something like that. But they did some things to be in. The situation of like wealth and power you know and I feel like in this song and this is like totally my interpretation yeah like she's saying like I, this is not a love thing yeah but I need you and you need me you're not leaving me in this small town you sure. know I'm getting out of here yeah she said once we're gone ain't no going back mm-hmm. you know yeah it's like I'm not staying in this box and I might need you to help lift me over the edge <laughs> and that's how it's going to be. Yeah. And so I think that is poetic. Yeah, it is. Very poetic. Yeah. In in hip hop like with quotes around it, right? Mhm. A lot of times you have double entendres. Mhm you know, in double meetings, Mm -hmm. but things are very literal. Yeah. And that feels masculine. Whereas Rihanna and like what she's saying to me here is very figurative. I can project whatever story I want to onto that. Yeah. Which feels like a totally different energy. And that's why I'm like, is like a communication that's just happening in a different way. Sure. Why do we expect like our female artists to do it the same way you know that a Kendrick would do it Uh, that's a good question I think there's a lot of pressure on women in any industry but especially the music industry to perform at the same level as the men right I think they they put it on themselves and it's forced upon them and Culturally, masculinity is is been a thing where it's more prominent, right? Especially in the music industry. So I think women feel like they have to either hustle twice as hard, or their patter has to be, you know, just as aggressive. Um, but I think Rihanna does a really fine job of w- walking that fine line. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes she. In, invokes a level of masculinity out of herself and she owns that bitch better have my money <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah that's not that's a bb borelli bb borelli wrote that wrote that song and okay she uh she just embodies it right rihanna i i i can't imagine what that would have sound sounded like 
had a male sang it, mm-hmm. it to- it would have taken on a completely different energy. Yeah. Do you remember AMG? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that that's the, it was like it was a song. It it's, was a song. it's his song. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, okay, we got it. You know, <laughs> AMG. Shout out to was that is that penthouse players click <laughs> one of the old clicks from the 90s one of dj quick's artists amg <laughs> um but yeah it's not i mean brianna's i think will live we'll have a we'll have a different whole different light because it does have a whole figurative yeah meaning yeah um i love that album needed needed me Probably mm. my favorite song on that. Okay. Yeah. So good. Yeah, that, that I don't is, know who wrote that, but it's yeah. good. And that's the thing, like... You feel that. Yeah. I mean, she takes songs that she may not have written, but she really... Um, she's She's kind of playing to her strengths you know wherever they might be like i heard umbrella wasn't like was written for somebody else but she (laughs) but nobody nobody was making that song you know what it was yeah other than miss robin fenty i think that's probably the most requested song by her i get still yeah people constantly asking me to play it okay wow how does that go over it depends on who the crowd is. <laughs> That's more the private sector. Okay. Martha Stewart kind of gig. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know. Yeah. I'm cautious about what I play, where I play it. That makes sense. I can't play Umbrella. I mean, I could play it at the Lash. We do play a lot of, like, early 2000s R&B and hip-hop. But that's more like, you know, Nelly, Do You Want to Ride? Mm-hmm. Um early destiny's child like the the real cuts from that yeah, era just just pure snoop, fun snoop dog yeah, yeah. yeah pure fun mm-hmm. um the umbrella's a little bit on the kichi side for that crowd got it yeah and so was there anything that you want to talk about in terms of versology i really like jeremiah I love his lyrics. Nice. I love the feeling he he invokes for okay. me okay. when I listen to his lyrics. The whole album. Okay. There's the the last song on the album. I think is Paradise. That's, Paradise. He's 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 talking. He sounds so poetic, but he's actually just talking about a party. <laughs> you, it, you know, when you, when you first start singing, even when you first hear like the melody, you're like, oh, he's about to start talking about love and relationships and this woman he met and blah 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 and he's like I was woke up on some like the hangover shit <laughs> what's the name of the song yeah paradise paradise um alright it's it's one of those songs that'll fool you okay out on first introduction very cool so um you said towards the end though it's towards the end of the album oh, I think it's the last the song, the song on the album okay Got it. Jeremiah is a young R&B artist. He is. Def Jam. Mm -hmm. Talking about parties. Talking about parties. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about late nights. I I think a lot of people were um, expecting that album to do large numbers. And I think someone on his team 
made the mistake of allowing him to put that album out without a lot of promotion. Okay. I th- I think he tried to do some Beyonce, like, let's just drop it unexpectedly kind of one. <laughs> okay. On pe- on people. okay. <laughs> and it's so good. Uh. It's so good. And I, I, I wish more people knew about it. And I can play uh, a lot of the songs on that. I don't know how to say it properly. Oh, it's spelled O U I. Oi. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that, that track. And um, I think Past That is also there. It's a, okay. Um, but yeah. Nice. Jeremiah is lovely. All right. We're going to queue up Jeremiah as you keep talking. Um, but um, I think that's good, man. We're getting some jewels right now because <laughs> we're getting like new music to listen to. And the most thing that I get from people is like, what is worth my time to listen to? I just listen to sh- stuff that's from my old catalog over and over and over again. And so yeah, you by just dropping these new artists uh, on us is like, these are little blessings, little jewels that people can kind of, you know, give, uh, pay it forward. So this is Jeremiah Paradise. I just queued up the last part of the song. Oh no, you should start it from the beginning. I'll start it from the beginning because he's talking about... The way it comes in. Okay, this is it. <laughs> there goes our 30 seconds. Dang it. Smile. Bad bitch, red bone on my body. No, but this is, we're going to play this. I'm sorry, Jeremiah. This is for educational purposes. <laughs> People can know you because you decided to drop a Beyonce. I, lo- I just love the fact that he is talking so much shit mm. so poetically. <laughs> You're going to get a listen. (laughs) You're going to get a stream from me. That's dope. Um, Because sometimes you hear the new, at least I do, hearing the new artists who are like new R&B artists. They might have good voices and they're like popular. And I don't really know much about them, but it sounds like, this sounds like Drake phraseology. You know what I mean? And... that just seems like a mistake yeah um and so trying not to be like grumpy old dude about it but at the same time being like why would you guys come in the game trying to sound like drake Mm. i mean i know it's popular but like for me in terms of like level of artistry like drake is still like on like he's on a level where he's still doing clever shit you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm fascinated by Drake's trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he wins for so many reasons, but a big one is that he plays music for women. Yeah. Like, women love Drake. They really do. Yeah. I mean, dudes, they like Party Next Door. They like Future. Sure, sure, sure. You know, sure. the slightly more grimy stuff. I get so many requests from women to play Drake. Yeah. And, and dudes 
some dudes hate on it and some dudes are like, you know, I'm going to go with it. It's in the pocket. I like Drake. I like Drake from the beginning. I was like one of the people who I was like on board. He's going to be huge. Mm -hmm. You know, this rapping and singing thing. There's something to it. Yeah. I didn't get it at first. I'm not going to lie. I was I was on it and I was like, it's going to be huge. And most of the people in my circle were like, you know, what's funny is I used to hate on it. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm not a Drake fan. I don't like Drake. I don't like Drake. And then I find myself like in New York and I'd Shazam a song. I'm like, oh, that's Drake. Okay, he got a pass. Mm -hmm. Then I'd be in Miami and I'd be like, song on the radio. Let's take on Drake. Okay, he got another pass. And that kept happening. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. 30 songs in, I'm a Drake fan. Like, yeah. I gotta stop it. Right, right, right. He does have a hell of a catalog, like, you know, for a young, for a young cat. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Shout and he, and, he mo- and like you said, he moves people, he makes people want to dance. And like, that's, I mean. He seems some- like he's having a lot of fun. Yeah. You're, you're tapping into that. Yeah. And like you say, you're traveling all over the world. Like, brag on yourself a little bit. Like, I do. I travel a lot for work. I love traveling. It's such a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, so much more traveling to do. Um, it's interesting when I go and dip into these little pockets all around the world, mm-hmm. hearing what everyone else is listening to. I'm like, oh, that moves. I went to Mexico City last summer and it blew my mind mm. what they were listening to down there. What was that? What was that like? We were just um, talking about Mexico City and like all the filmmakers who come out of Mexico mm-hmm. uh, or actually it's like one click. Yeah. Um, they're all from Mexico City and they have you know, most of the Oscars in the past, <laughs> that past few years. And it's like Trump talking about they bring their, you know, <laughs> they're not sending their best. It's like, yeah, they're, they are sending their best and they're like winning Oscars and, you know, making great pieces of art. Yeah, I Mexico City is the jam. If you've never been, I highly no. recommend it. I think a lot of people assume that uh, Mexico is very dangerous, and it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's just as dangerous as any other, you know, uh, overpopulated, yeah. um, economically divided country. Sure, sure. Um, and it's so rich and vibrant. Yeah. I had so much fun. I ate so much food. Yeah. So much food. The crazy thing is I think I kind of lost weight because it's pretty humid and I was walking a ton. So it's probably, I was just like nonstop going, but I was eating every like 20 minutes. Nice. <laughs> nice. But um, the, the music scene there is beautiful. Okay. I learned nice. a lot on that trip and I came back super uh, inspired. That's cool how just traveling like that can change your perspective and then yeah you're in a people business so it's not like you know yeah you're just with one group of people you're kind of moving yeah 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 do a lot to keep my vibrations high so traveling is one of them for sure awesome so let's talk about let's talk about you producing your own music we talked about you playing music and you yeah. You know, what you're checking for. Um, I, like, what is it like uh, composing? Um, well, I'm in school for music composition. And I've been playing other people's music for six or seven years now. And I put out my first single last week. Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I don't sing. 
but I do some of my own demos where I, I, I want at least the hook down before I send tracks out so that the artist can understand the kind of vibe I'm trying to bring to it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so this in particular track has two artists on it. One's Grace Kelly. She's like an indie singer-songwriter chick who's like so far removed from my scene. Cool. <laughs> it's crazy. But, you know, she wrote this beautiful melody and um, she got on the track because my, you know, my peoples were like, oh, yeah, you know, she she's dope and she's in the studio. And nice. Also, Jack from Jack Davey. Okay. From Jay Davey. Uh, is featured on the track and I have like four more tracks in the pocket okay well without further ado yeah can we play a little bit of course okay so this is take it slow apologize for the audio quality (laughs) but check out your sound clouds I'm sure it'll be on title soon yeah Jay Jay get on that get on it there we go smooth fade down <laughs> it's okay <laughs> <laughs> um djs make make those errors too. yeah exactly i'm <laughs> like not qualified <laughs> um but yes that's fucking awesome congratulations for our first single yeah i mean Thank wow you. i waited patiently i was yeah. trying to get it right understand yeah. my own sound mm-hmm. and where i was mentally i have so many demos i probably have at least like 50 to 75 demos that wow. are all over the map. Okay. I have some indie rock. I have some um, down to electronica. This is, you know, tropical, future bass, future R&B. But, um, I love it. I took my demos it's to... It's like you could listen to this. Yeah. Yeah, you could dance to it if you wanted to. Right. You could be on the beach. Mm-hmm. You could have a background music. But I took my demos to... Um, a few pretty heavy hitters in the music okay. industry and I just said hey I'm thinking about entering this space I could really use some help and direction trying to figure out where I want to take this and they're like okay we'll listen to it and about a week later they're like come back in you know let's talk about these tracks and they were like okay you're obviously talented you got a lot of material here mm-hmm. but you need to focus your energy and they literally cleared the entire folder and left three tracks sitting. And they were like, 
This is your sound. When we heard these, we heard Smiles Davis. Okay. Everything else you can file and right. yeah. <laughs> to do later. <laughs> the lost tapes. The lost tapes. B-sides. Yeah. yeah. And cool. the second they said that, I was like, I get it. Yeah, yeah. thank you. I needed that direction. That's dope. That's a, that's a strong start because, I mean, that feels like mastered and... It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like We put everything. some love into it. Yeah. Yeah. I love the just sonic fun that you have with that. You could tell, like, even with the vocals. Yeah. You, you, you just... I mean, how, uh, how long is that process? That happened really quickly. Really? Um, I feel like we finished that and maybe two weeks yeah. I mean the track was done and I was circulating it uh, Grace Kelly mm. um, got on the track I've never met Grace Okay. by the way the track was sent to her and she wrote it and, Great. on her own and yeah. then um, Jack is a friend of mine and I sent Jack the tracks and she she for whatever reason couldn't open the folder right away okay. it probably would have happened a lot quicker I was like here's some tracks please just take a <laughs> listen to them right and finally, I I was feeling kind of defeated because I was like, maybe she listened to him and she just doesn't like it. Right. You know, my friend was like, if she said she couldn't open the folder, mm-hmm. it's been two weeks. Maybe mm-hmm. you need to resend it. Yeah. I was like, okay. He's like, you got to be persistent. And so I resent the tracks and um, I was like, please let me know if this works. And she emailed me back within an hour. She's like, I love it. Let's do it. We, mm. were, in, we were in the studio within a week. Okay. And she came with some material and laid down a few things and then we came back and mm-hmm. it was done. Wow. So yeah. That's 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 pretty impressive. So yeah, just I'm one of those people who I don't sh- buy vinyl. You know, I don't often buy music. Yeah. But like if that was somewhere, I would buy that, you know. Yeah. I would because I need music that is that has that restorative, mm-hmm. you know, feel to it, but also has some boogie to it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's a really nice, nice zone. So Thank look you. forward to more Thank from more. DJ Smiles Davis. Yeah, I'm hoping to get some some pretty good features for the next couple ones. You know, nice. Would love Anderson Pock just putting that out there. Yeah. What's up, Anderson? Anderson, if you're listening, call uh-huh. me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had King Mez on here. King Mez. Um, who is an amazing artist, wrote with Anderson a lot of the Compton album. Oh, wow. For Dre. Yeah. And like the first voice that you hear on the Compton album is Mez. Mm. So um, Mez is the real tight homie of my friend MK Asante, mm-hmm. who is a professor, a writer, and an MC himself, Yeah, who is now signed to Javadi Media, um, which is Talib Kweli's company, online company, and they have a song together uh, called Bangers that's Talib and Ninth and like MK. Who wasn't rapping like two years ago. Mm -mm. So uh, (laughs) publicly, kind of like, you know, what you were doing, like... The closet producer. Yeah, he he, he had stuff in the files. (laughs) So um, it's cool to, you know, be a podcast where we do talk about visual art, Mm -hmm. but also um, getting some great people like yourself to talk about the sonic side of things, so... Thank you. One feeds the other, I feel like, and 
you have nourished us. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Any last words? Anything you want to tell the people? Um, I think you did a fine job of pulling a lot of information out of me tonight. Okay. All right. Well, um, definitely follow Smiles on Twitter. Are you Twitter? Are you Twitter? I, I tweet, yes. You tweet. Um, DJ Smiles Davis yeah. on Instagram and Twitter. Okay. Smiles Davis on Snapchat. Okay, Smiles Davis on Snapchat. Yeah, I'm getting better at trying to be present on all platforms, including Facebook, which I boycotted for so many years. But now I'm like, okay, I have to have a presence. Yeah. That's DJ Smiles Davis as well. So Yeah, that's that, it's a lot. But a lot. it seems like you're enjoying the snaps. So <laughs> The snaps are fun. For the people out there who are snapping it up yeah Snap smiles away. davis yeah <laughs> it sounds like fun um anyway thank you this has been on some hip-hop shit yeah thank you for having me appreciate it boom another app <laughs> This episode of On Some Hip Hop Shit was produced by Brandon Schultz and Adam Silverstein, engineered by Mason Booker, and recorded at the Meltcast Podcast Studios, Hollywood, California. They got street legends. Our theme was produced by King Smo of the Animal Crackers, and a special thanks to Francisco, Gaston, Mark, and Mike Davis. Artwork by Self Uno. Tweet to us at our brand new handle at on some hip hop shit. And that is what's up. <laughs>